Hello everyone, I am Jonathan Little, and today I'm here with episode 292 of Weekly Poker Hand. I have one more hand from this exciting, wild, fun 1025 game that took place at Best Bet Jacksonville recently. And um, George is at it again. Uh, we're playing 1025-50 at the moment. And George raises under the gun with 7-4 of hearts, which is, you know, loose but fine. Folds around to Peter, who I believe is new to the table. He has 5,000 in front of him with ace-queen offsuit. Now, I'm not sure if he knows what's going on at this table, but if he does, I think you probably just want to go ahead and three bet with a hand that is just way, way ahead of George's opening range. Um, calling is also fine, especially if you are not really sure what's going on, but I typically just three bet ace-queen offsuit and go from there. He decides to flat call, though, and like I said, you just want to play big pots with your best hands. Calling does not result in that. Brandon in the small blind elects to call with king eight of hearts in the small blind. Shane has king queen of clubs in the big blind and decides to three bets. So I probably would have just flat called in this situation because what's likely to happen here is when he three bets, George, who is very loose and splashy, playing $20,000 deep, is going to call a lot. And even with king-queen of clubs, you don't want to take that hand against almost any two cards against a super deep-stacked player who has position on you. Also, king-queen of clubs flops amazingly well, so you're usually happy enough just calling and seeing a flop and then going from there. But I do get the merits in three-betting because you are just straight pushing equity against the majority of your opponents. So he does three-bet to 1,000, which is a nice, sizable three-bet. George should probably fold the 7-4 of hearts. If it was something like 7-6 of hearts, he can stick around. But I think 7-4 of hearts is a little bit weak. And now back around to Peter. So if Peter has been paying attention to what is going on in this game, he knows that, well, really, all three of his opponents are pretty loose. Brandon's loose, Shane is loose, and George is loose. They are loose, splashy, aggressive, and they are not afraid to get in there and battle. Also, Peter has a hand that does kind of poorly three ways right? Because if you do get top pair second kicker and a lot of money goes in, you may just be against the ace-king. That said, if you jam it all in preflop, ace-king is never folding, so you're just going to lose that anyway. But imagine your opponents do have hands like pocket sevens or jack ten of hearts, right? As we see, that's kind of what he's against. He's against a bunch of suited connected-ish hands. Against all of these hands, when you make top pair, you're going to have a somewhat difficult time getting paid. Notice in this instance, if an ace comes, he's not going to get paid. And if a queen comes, yeah, he's going to get paid. But that means whenever he makes a pair, half the time he's just not going to get paid. Also on king, queen, blank, that's particularly bad for him because then he loses, right? So this is a situation where I think playing 5,000 deep facing a $1,000 raise and a call, you just want to rip it all in preflop. This is something that a lot of recreational players are very uncomfortable with. They show up with $5,000. That's a lot of money for a 1025 game, right? Yet now we're playing with a straddle, so it's 100 big blinds. But even then, a lot of players get really frustrated when they get stacked. It's like they think getting stacked and losing all the money in front of them is some detrimental thing. But in reality, when you are playing a loose, splashy, wild game, you just have to be willing to get it all in. A lot of people say, oh, this game plays bigger than a normal game, right? Well, this is a great example of that where you just have to be in with your ace-queen. I don't really see any other option. The problem with calling is just... When you miss, you lose, and you're going to get bluffed some portion of the time. 
like say any of these players flop a draw, they're going to continuation bet and you're going to fold when, if, if you don't hit anything and you're going to be folding out the best hand. So your hand really does lack post-flop playability in this situation. So I think the best play by far is to shove and realize that you're going to have swings in this game. I mean, if, if I had to estimate the swings I would have playing $5,000 deep in this game, I'm going to be up like up or down 15000 over the course of a few hours just because of the way the cards are going to run out, right? You're going to have swings and that's okay. Right here, if he did go all in, Shane would probably call and notice Peter would just get it all in with 70-ish percent equity, which is great. Sometimes he loses 30% of the time, but that's, well, a whole lot better off than what's going to happen in this scenario where he's ahead, but not like way, way, way ahead, right? Also, like I said, he just lacks playability because he's going to flop the best hand sometimes and end up folding, which is kind of a disaster. Poker is all about equity realization. Whenever you rip it all in preflop, you always realize your equity, which is nice. And not only that, you realize fold equity. So getting it all in is uh, pretty, pretty nice. Brandon does make the snug fold with the king eight of hearts, which is just a good fold. And we see the flop three ways. King queen of clubs versus seven four of hearts versus ace queen offsuit. Flop comes 10-10-3 with a two clubs giving Shane a flush draw. He's definitely going to bet. And this is actually a beautiful example of what I was saying, right? Where 7-4 of hearts is going to fold, ace-queen is going to fold, and then ace-queen folds inappropriately. Whereas if it just got all in preflop, he would have, you know, got it in very, very good. Notice here, um, if you look at the percentages, if you're, if percentages, if you're watching this on JonathanLittlePoker.com or on YouTube, um, you see it's about 50-50. You know, I actually assumed the ace-queen was going to fold here, but it looks like he's getting ready to call. I think this would be a rather loose call. $1,500 out of his 3,800 stack he decides to put in. All right, well, didn't see this one coming. I have not, not watched this hand ahead of time, by the way. So don't know what's going to happen. I would have just folded, by the way, in this scenario. I would have folded immediately. Pre-flop. On the turn, Shane blasted all in. <laughs> Shane might be about to get punished by this ace-queen that decides the superhero call down. Maybe Peter knows who he's against. Maybe he knows he's against a blaster. All right, well, it looks like he's getting all of his money ready to put in. Kind of surprised he's going to call it off with the ace-queen here. I think I'd much rather have gotten it all in preflop <laughs> and not been in this dicey scenario on the turn. So, Peter's giving it some thought. Um, interestingly enough, a preflop, I or on the flop, I do think this is just a fold for the ace-queen. You lose to all the better hands preflop. You lose to every pair. Club draws have loads of equity. So it's like you're only really beating just stone bluffs. And like even here, notice Shane doesn't even have a stone bluff. He has a flush draw. So notice here, Peter does elect to fold to the turn jam. And I think this is, I mean, sorry, Peter. This is perhaps the worst way you could have played this hand because you put in the maximum amount of money and then did not realize any equity. So in this situation, if you do call the flop bet and the turn is a blank, you just can't fold. I mean, you're essentially saying when you call the flop bet, I think you have lots of garbage in your range. Fine. On the turn, when he jams on a complete blank, like four spades is a complete blank, he still has all that garbage in his range. And if you know Shane, which I presume you do, uh, you know he's willing to blast it, right? So there's some players where you can call the flop bet and then fold to the turn bet because when they bet the turn, they just always have the nuts. But that is not Shane at all. I mean, clearly, clearly we see it here. He has the flush draw, right? Which I think is a fine play, by the way. I don't, I don't think Shane's done anything wrong in this hand. I think he played it fine. Um, but knowing that's how he plays, you just have to be willing to call it off whenever all the draws miss. So I really dislike the way Peter played this hand. Preflop, 
Once you call the raise and it goes re-raise call, just ship it all in. That would have made this situation completely go away. He would have either gotten it all in pre-flop as a big favorite, or he would have won the pot immediately and won 2,500 bucks. Instead, he lost $2,600 out of his stack and did not even get to see if his opponent was bluffing. So um, I don't like that at all. So that's gonna be it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you want more educational poker content from me and my hand-selected team of poker coaches who just happen to be some of the absolute best poker players in the world, check out my training site, pokercoaching.com. I have hundreds of 30-minute long classes on specific topics, lots of 10 to 15-minute long quizzes that will put you in situations like this, like where Peter was, and ask, if you find yourself on the turn like this, should you call or should you fold? They can tell you the answer is going to be reluctantly call. And we also have webinars every month where you can interact live with the coaches, where you can ask them their questions, you can submit hands, and they will answer the questions that give you problems about poker in real time. Also, if you're a poker coaching member, we offer backing to some of our students. Every month, we choose a few people to back into live $500,000 buy-in tournaments because I want to give you every possible chance to succeed. So check all that out at pokercoaching.com. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time.